Views. I'm your host, Renee Franz. Today on the show, we will have Sister Eileen and Sister Lynn. They are the two Pro Ecclesia Sanctus sisters who are uh, have just recently arrived in our diocese at the invitation of Bishop Donald DeGrude. Uh, they were super fun to talk to, uh, very joyful, lively ladies. So um, I hope you'll stick around for that interview because I promise you, you will fall in love with these ladies and these these nuns, sisters. Do we call them nuns anymore, no, Dr. P? No. Okay, sisters. Um, they're they're going to be really fun to have around in the diocese. So first, we have Biblical Bites with Dr. P. Yes, we do. And Dr. I'll, I, and I'll, okay, there, all right, I was, was going <laughs> to say. So actually, real quick, Renee, because we do have a little yeah, bit of extra time. Yeah, we have a little extra time. Do you know why we don't call them nuns? I don't. So the, everyday like, la- everyday Catholic language, women religious, almost all of them are called nuns. But but technically, if we're going to be uber precise here, uh, nun refers to a woman who is in a cloistered religious community. Oh, like, you know, I think I read that somewhere once a yeah, long time ago. So like in our diocese, the um, Carmel— in Alexandria, mm-hmm. the Carmelites there cloistered, so they never they're always there, and only in very rare circumstances do any of those Carmelites, their sisters as well, but those nuns only rare circumstances did they ever leave their cloister. Their so would convent. the Adoration Sisters be the same? So they're semi cloistered. Okay. So to be honest, that's where I'm not sure if they would technically be considered nuns or not. So sisters is the larger category. Okay. So Sister Lynn and Sister... It'll always um, be okay to call them sister. It'll always be okay to How call them that? sisters. <laughs> yes, but the small... So the way, I, the way I put it is, if you can see them, they're not nuns. Ah, uh, Well, that's okay. not technically true because you might be visiting their convent, they are, they are the cloister. Yeah. Yes. So, okay. FYI. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for that. No, we're, this is gonna oh, be, do you feel smarter now, Bill? I already knew that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) nice so renee we are now in the 26th sunday glad you said that because i would not ever remember it's the 26th sunday i didn't ask even this week uh do you know how many sundays in order time ordinary time there are 33 four so the 34th sunday in ordinary time is actually the solemnity of our lord jesus christ king of the universe so you know what that means advent is coming right you know what that means christmas is coming okay let's just Let's just get through Halloween Focus. first. I mean, that's the next <laughs> you mean, one. You mean All Saints Day? All Saints Day. Thanks. All Hallows Eve. So, no, no, I guess I'm a bad Catholic. Bill, do you, Bill, do you remember anything about the gospel for this Sunday by chance? No, I, I uh, did not. We're on the wrong day up. for recording and this. Bill hasn't looked at the stuff yet. He hasn't looked yet. yet. So, um, we might have time, but I want to take the time to read through the reading. This is where this is Mark chapter 9 and partway through. Jesus gets, we go from nice, happy sisters to dark oh boy. Jesus. Okay. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it will be better for him if a great millstone were put around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life maimed than with two hands to go, in, to, to go into Gehenna, into the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life crippled than with two feet to be thrown into Gehenna. And if your eye causes, pluck it out. Better for you to one eye than two eyes into Gehenna, where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. So the Gehenna reading. I have to to tell you, I'm glad that he doesn't mean these things literally because I would be just like a liver. 
But okay, well, that's like all that off, would be left. Would your liver still be left? Anyway, that's a. I, I think that's the only thing, yeah, probably. Still, yeah. Um, so this is where the, the, I, want to, I do want to talk about Gehenna. Okay. But first, sometimes we have this Jesus, uh, image of Jesus. All of us do as like a big teddy bear. Mm-hmm. He's cuddly and soft and furry. And you just want to give him furry. a big hug. And oh, he's so cozy and cuddly. And then we read these readings. Right. Or we or we should read these readings. Because Jesus is... So this is where I love the... the um, uh, C.S. Lewis's Chronicles of Narnia, the the allegorical character for Jesus is Aslan, who is a lion. a lion. And Jesus is loving, but he's also fierce. He does have mercy, but he is also powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, he isn't, Jesus is kind, but he's not nice. He's also just. Yes. Like <laughs> and all, so, it, but not nice. Right. Like sometimes, yeah, some people rightly get on diatribes about the word nice. Jesus is kind, he's meek, he's merciful, but he's also just and fierce and powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he calls us to live in a certain way. Um, he is meek and mild, but he is also, there's a book that I bought once and it turned out it was, uh, I don't remember what the exact title, but the title was really the only the thing, only thing that I got out of it. It was probably a good the book. The only good but thing of the book for was me, the title. For me, that was the only thing. Uh, and it was Jesus um, mean and wild. Jesus oh, yeah. mean and wild. Mm-hmm. So when we read readings like this, it's just a reminder that he's calling us to more. And yeah, I, I can't do it by myself, but he's not calling me to do it by myself. He's calling me to do it with him. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, so just for people to keep that in mind. Now, Gehenna. What's the deal with Gehenna? What is Gehenna? Bill, Renee, anybody know? What is Gehenna? Is it not hell? Not literally. No? No. It's metaphorically hell, but Gehenna was a valley, the valley of Gehenna, uh, Gehenna's son for Hinnaman, south of Jerusalem. So it was a valley in Jerusalem. And why does it become synonymous with with hell. Was it like full uh, of fire and, and wild beasts and no, stuff that would kill no. you? Uh, so this understand. is just where, you, where the worm does not die and the fire is not. So it's this place of suffering and torment. Why Why is this poor valley synonymous with a place of suffering suffering and everlasting Was there torment? a terrible battle there where a lot of people died? Good Close, but not quite. So way back, <laughs> centuries before Jesus, we're going back to um, the time so that we read about in Second Kings. This is uh, after David and Solomon, but that far back, centuries mm-hmm. before Jesus, there was a cult there that did human sacrifice. Oh, well, that explains it. And Jeremiah cursed this valley because it was the place of a cult that did human sacrifice. And over centuries, it became synonymous, which is this horrible place of suffering that you do not want to go to, and neither do we want to go to hell. Totally true. Thanks, Dr. B. You bet. In the studio with me today, I'm so excited to welcome two of our newest religious sisters in the diocese. We have Sister Eileen with us here and Sister Lynn here, and they are from the Pro Ecclesia Sancta Order. Um, welcome, ladies. I'm so happy to have you here. You've been here for about a month. Yeah, in the diocese. Yeah. Yep. 
and we haven't had a chance to talk to you yet. So um, I'm really excited to have you here and hear what you've been doing and what you are planning on doing here mm-hmm. and learn a little bit more about your order because I haven't uh, had a chance to do that too much yet. So, um, okay. So if you would, whichever of you wants to start, probably Sister Eileen, uh, <laughs> if you'll tell us just a little bit about Pro Ecclesia Sancta. What does that mean? And uh, tell us about your order a little bit, if you would. Yeah, definitely. So Pro Ecclesia Santa, it's in Latin, and it means for the Holy Church. Okay. So our order is an ecclesial family. It was founded in Peru in 1992, so almost 30, 30 wow. years. Okay. It's a Peruvian uh, community, and we have priests, brothers, and sisters. Okay. So we have the whole spectrum of religious in, in our community. And yes, our charism is to live and promote the vocation to holiness. Okay. So that's why for the Holy Church. Sure, sure. Pro Ecclesia Santa. So that is your focus is to increase vocations. To remind remote. people yeah. that they're called to be holy. Right, right. Yes. Oh, that's that's yes. a great, oh my goodness, we need that. <laughs> it's very broad. We, we maybe need one of you to live with all of us. <laughs> Each and, one of us. And really in any um, vocation. So it could be married families in religious vocations mm-hmm. as well, but also um, we work a lot with youth and, and children yeah. and, and, and families as well. So Yeah, yeah. Um, so you said that is the charism. What else should we know about your order? Is there is there something specific? And it, I find it very interesting that it's in Peru, but now you're here. So how yeah. did you from your order end up here? <laughs> so we uh, like like I mentioned, we started in Peru, and then little by little, the Lord and many different opportunities came, and we have now houses in Spain, in Rome, in Ecuador, in Uruguay, and here in the states. Okay. And in the states, we are in California which was the first one um, that we have in the States, right. in Minnesota, and now here. Right. Yes. This and year. both of you were in Minnesota. Well, you were yes. in California originally, the way I, I understand it. in California one year, but before this past year, I was in California, but before that, I was in, in Minnesota. Right. Okay. Yes, yes okay. in Minnesota. And yep. that's, that's where, how we That's met. where I met Sister Eileen. Yeah, so they had just moved, actually, to um, the States, and I got to know them mm-hmm. through some of their college ministry. And so that so- was before she... Yeah, right. before being a right. sister. And then, um, so I also was in Minnesota before coming here and spent some time in Peru as well. And then now now I'm here. Right, so. right. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, can you, so how did you end up here? Because I'm sure a lot of people are thinking, now wait a second, where did <laughs> sisters come from? Uh, this is mostly Bishop DeGrude's doing, am I right? <laughs> he, yes, he, we- <laughs> he had some experience with you from, his, mm-hmm. from when he was in the cities. In the cities, yes. So we arrived in 2012 to Minneapolis, the mm-hmm. sisters, because our priests were there before. And we met Bishop maybe three or four years ago, and we served with him in one of the parishes where he was. Oh, okay. Yes. So, well, we knew him before he was a bishop. And right. yes, we served for him like almost two two years. Okay. Um, and I think it went really well. Obviously. We- <laughs> So it was well, easy to work with him, and yeah, I think he really we had the same vision. That, yeah, he knew that that you had something that maybe we needed here, or that um, he wanted to see happen here. So mm-hmm. that was that's good. Yeah. Um, so he got in contact with you. Must have been over the summer, or was it before that? Around that, I think. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. we never when he left. You folks, we never like lost the connection with him, right? And and he knew also our priests and our brothers and. And the community in general, right. so we never lost um, connection. And then sure. the providence of God make it work. So yep. Sister Lynn was in Minneapolis because the same 
thing is always like, who do you send? Because there are never enough sisters or right. Right. <laughs> right, exactly. But the providence of God made it that yeah. we two were able to to come. Right. And and yeah, I met Cicelyn before she was a sister. So it's been easy just to Good. be it's here been, yeah, together. Great, back together. And it's been a blessing. Yeah. People often ask, so how did you end up here? But I think... We always kind of just say, it's the Lord. Like, he really... Um, <laughs> you never know, yeah. All of his ways, we just never quite know them or yeah. understand. But <laughs> we're very, really happy. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay, so I want to know a little bit about the two of you. I want to start with Sister Lynn, because Sister Lynn, you are actually from Iowa. Yeah. The way I understand yeah. it. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, mm -hmm. and then how you uh, ended up um, becoming a religious sister? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I am from Iowa, Cedar Falls, Iowa. Um, it's in the northeastern part. So being here, it feels right at home. Yep. Um, very similar. I'm reminded a lot of my hometown. And um, so I, I grew up, I have one older sister. Okay. So she's just 16 months older than me. We're really close. Oh, yeah. We used to like dress so we would be twins. Like people would think we were twins. <laughs> so we're, yeah, we're very, um, very close. Always have been. And she's actually a sister as well. Um, in the same order. In the same order. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. 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 So she's living in the Bloomington convent now. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, grew up, went to Catholic grade school, Catholic high school. Mm -hmm. um, and then I went to study in the Twin Cities. That's where I met the sisters mm -hmm. um, when I was studying there and studied to be a dietitian, actually. So, okay. um, yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> then the Lord, he changed that. Um, but so I met the sisters um, when I was studying and got to know them more and started a small group with them and really um, was able to discern my vocation there and felt the calling to yeah. a religious life and uh, religious vocation. And, and so then, well, when I finished college, graduated, I entered. Um, and I remember telling my parents and I was uh, wanting to enter. My sister had just entered the year before too. So it was like this whole, <laughs> it was yeah, a lot. Was kind of a lot, happening. Yeah, a lot going on um, that was unexpected. And, and at first it was kind of challenging, but they, they were like, why Peru? Like, why this order, you know? Um, <laughs> Too far away. Well, it's so was far. It? What yeah. was it that, that drew you to this order? So it was actually, well, several things, but the charism of holiness, mm -hmm. living holiness. Um, it's something that I had heard before, like, we're all called to go to heaven. Like, but never actually, I never really understood like what that means right. or how I could live that. Like, I thought it was just for, you know, the saints that right. are like in the, I don't know, stained glass windows. Right. So, um, <laughs> But they, I, they showed me and taught me how just in my college life, I could even strive for holiness and right. doing my homework well and studying, or if it's just being with my friends and my roommates, like having a good time and, um, or with my parents, just, yeah. And the little things, doing them always with love and mm -hmm. um, with the Lord. And so that really caught my attention. Um, and of course their, their joy and their youthfulness was mm -hmm. also something and their closeness to the Lord, you can really um, tell. Right, right. So that was, yeah, kind of what called me. Um, caught my attention from their order. Right. Um, so then I was, yeah, able to enter. My parents were, were very supportive. Good. Um, and now really they feel like all Pro Ecclesia Sancta, the priests, the brothers, the sisters all over the world are are their family too. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a huge blessing. Yeah, they That's great. They really do. So. That's great. Um, uh, you guys are really out in the community. Like this is not an order that um, stays in the convent and so on. You're very active out in the community. So um, I find that really interesting. We're going to talk about that a little bit more. Uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you, Sister Lynn, so you're, you went to school for diet, for it to be a dietitian. So mm -hmm. are, are you keeping everybody in order over there? Is <laughs> yeah, that your job? Try we try, we try. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, we were just talking about that this morning and something that I always learned um, and not just, I'm not just saying this, but we, they, we'd always say like, 
everything in moderation. So, um, but it's true. Like I do see how my background has also helped me. Yeah. To serve maybe mm-hmm. better. Sure. Where the Lord has put me now. So sure. that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. All right. Uh, Sister Eileen, will you tell us a little bit about you? Please. Yes. So I grew up in Lima, mm-hmm. in Peru. Um, Catholic. Very different from here. Very. <laughs> <laughs> it's a city very crowded in Lima. Um, but all my families there. So we have big families. In, I just have one one brother, but big families, grandparents. and mm-hmm. So it's always very family oriented. Sure. I didn't go to a Catholic school. Okay. But Peru, it's a Catholic country. So right. we still, still have some religion classes. But my family, we used to go to masses on Sundays, but it was not... Mm, so we really practice it. Just my grandma. She's sure. very faithful. She pray every day and make us pray. Like <laughs> uh, she's in heaven now. But uh, yeah, she was a very faithful uh, woman. Right. And then, well, we used to go to masses every Sunday, like I was saying. But then it was just when I turned almost 16 years old that I met Proeclesia Santa and mm-hmm. the sisters. And at that time, they all were very young. They right. <laughs> right. Started. So it really called my attention. Um and their, their joy. They were all in black. Mm-hmm. So who wants to dress like black? Nobody. <laughs> so I was like, they so happy. <laughs> uh, they're young and they're just all in black. And and they help us to get ready for confirmation. Mm-hmm. So they came to our school and that's how we met. And I had a really deep experience with the Lord that, that year in my retreat. But I didn't want to be a sister. So okay. I, <laughs> you so weren't too sure about that part. Huh? <laughs> yeah. So I, I just understood that the Lord loved me and he wanted me to be a friend. And that was possible to mm-hmm. have a friendship with Jesus. And, and this idea of holiness became a reality, like uh, for Sister Lynn. Right. But that was, that was it. Like, <laughs> the it was idea as far of, as you were taking yeah, it at that moment. Yeah, the idea of religious <laughs> life was not part of my life. Like I st- stay around and the sisters and the brothers and Proeclesia Santa, I helped them as much as we I could. I went to college, I studied business, mm-hmm. but it was just in my senior year in which I started asking myself this question, like, is this it? Like I had everything that I wanted. I was happy. Mm-hmm. I loved my school, what I was studying, my work, everything, but I was a good Catholic um, young woman, but I think it wasn't enough. Right. So the Lord just put myself in the situation in which I have to think about really what is what he wants for you. For you. Yeah. And, and then I had to say yes. And very fast. <laughs> and he has a way of doing joined. that. <laughs> <laughs> and then joined the sisters. And since that moment, I haven't had any regret. It's just peace. doesn't mean that it's easy, like right. every vocation, but right. just, yeah, peace in my heart. And yeah, no regrets. Good. No and I've been a sister for 15 already. 15 no, years. 15 years. Mm-hmm. You, that yeah. doesn't seem possible because you don't look very old. <laughs> I'm not that young, but um, 15 years. Yeah, it's been, very it's nice. been a while. But yeah. So what is it uh, that you have loved the most about being a religious sister? I think for me, first of all, that you have Jesus in your house. Like you have the Blessed Sacrament in our yes. chapels. Yes. So that's a great gift. Mm-hmm. And, and like you were saying, we are very active, like we do many ministries, but we also are contemplative because we spend um, time in our chapel. In our chapel uh, two hours praying. a day, I believe. Is that yeah, right? At two, least two mm-hmm. hours. So that's a huge blessing just to have that at, at your house. And mm-hmm. then definitely like the community and the family right. inside the order, mm-hmm. but also all the family that you 
uh, adopt, right? Like, wherever you are. I'm not in Peru. Mm -hmm. I've not been in Peru for nine years, and my family now is in Minnesota. Like, of course, in Peru, but right. I mean, in Minnesota, in in California, and here, and yep. my pro Ecclesia family. It keeps growing. <laughs> right, right, right. So who needs a bunch of brothers and sisters, right? <laughs> you have them all over. How about plenty. you, Sister Lynn? What have you really grown to love? Um, I think kind of along the same line as Sister Lynn was saying, the community, you really do feel it. Um, it feels like home. Mm -hmm. I mean, no matter where you are and if it's just like the two of us right now or if it's in Peru when all the sisters get together, um, I think it's that support for each other in this journey to holiness. Um because we know it's not always easy. And so that right. support um, and really just, yeah, getting to know each other and and having that, um, yeah, that family. And like Sister said, here with the lay people that we work with too, um, it's something very special that I guess I had never really expected. Right. Um, I didn't think about that before entering like, sure. the community side of things. And But yeah, it's it's a huge gift. Good. And we we have just one, I have one brother and Cecilia have yeah, one, one sister. sister. So now right. having like, Wow, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I never would have imagined. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a right. If you've just joined us, uh, we are talking to Sister Eileen and Sister Lynn. They are the two Pro Ecclesia Sanctus sisters who have recently arrived in our diocese. Um, okay, so you're here. What are you going to be doing here? Because I think that's a big question for a lot of people. <laughs> what are they going to do here with themselves? So can you tell us, Sister Eileen? Yes, yeah, so... We are serving at the O'Gorman High School and Junior High. Right mm -hmm. now, we already started. So we're trying to help with campus ministry, just uh, support our youth and families in their faith journey. Mm -hmm. So that's been great. Like uh, activities, we attended a retreat, uh, small groups, just to be able to support as much as we can and helping our youth to uh, to pray, mm -hmm. teachers, our parents. So uh, that's part of the... Uh, Main thing we're doing right now, we're also trying to be part of the O'Gorman system, like okay. trying to be part of the elementary schools too. Okay, so sure. that's where something that we're looking forward to, to be able to come to school and just um, visit uh, with the younger ones. Visit yeah. with the yeah. little <laughs> ones, help them to pray and just to be, uh, they are already very open to the Lord, but just little reminders yes. with, with our presence and the same to support our teachers when they need it. Mm -hmm. Um, so that is part of what we're going to do in the O'Gorman uh, system. And then we're praying and discerning also how to be part of the whole diocese okay. uh, mm -hmm. with the DNE office. Yep. Uh, so we want to do a lot of things, but we'll see where <laughs> the Lord leads, yeah. leads us. Yeah. But yep. yes, like families are part of our passion just right. to help everyone to grow in holiness. I, I heard you, either both of you or one of you were at the well, that <laughs> yes. group, quite yes. late. You guys yeah. must have been having a really good conversation yeah. because uh, now I don't know much about that. Is that high school or junior high? That's the high school. That's high school. Uh -huh. Okay. So that's obviously was a good, a good visit. Yeah. yeah they've already points. had two this year. So they had one the second day of school and it was on the football field at the high school and it was, yeah, beautiful night, uh, really great turnout. So it's kind of games, um, social time. And mm -hmm. then we do praise and worship and prayer. Um, so all the high schoolers come, they have their campus ministry team that kind of leads and puts yeah. it together. And um, it's a really good, I think, opportunity for them. And and we've been very surprised at, at just how, um, yeah, how open they are. And yeah. they really have this desire, you can tell, to grow closer to the Lord. That's and good. The, and the conversation after after this time mm -hmm. of praise and worship, yeah, they're great just to talk to to them and their experience. Yeah. And mm -hmm. we're looking forward to have a retreat soon. So we're looking forward 
to that. Yeah. And I think it's really important for those kids, especially junior high, high school, to have religious sisters, priests, brothers around uh, so they can experience that. Because there was, there's been, well, I grew up in a, I went to a public school and so I didn't have, you know, sisters around yeah. and so on. <laughs> so you don't really get exposed to that. So it's really good to uh, get that exposure for the kids because mm-hmm. otherwise they really don't understand that you're real people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're really, really like open to us, the Good. conversations, asking questions yeah. and, about what do we do yeah. and, and also things. Why do we wear these? And it's been great. A yeah, great yeah. opportunity to get to know them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is a question we should answer uh, or ask and answer. <laughs> uh, for those who are watching the video, of course, you're going to see Sister Eileen has a black habit on and Sister Lynn has a white habit. So mm-hmm. can you tell us what the distinction is here? Yes. So mm-hmm. the black veil mm-hmm. is, I have done my perpetual vows. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sister Lynn. It's done temporary vows. So okay. uh-huh. it's kind of the... Exterior sign for people to know kind of where we're at. So we renew our temporary vows usually between, well, five, six years. Okay. Um, and then we do the perpetual vows. Okay. So mm-hmm. there'll be a little bit for you yet before you do yeah, perpetual vows? Yeah, I've been vows? a sister for six years. Okay. Um, two years of temporary vows. So a few more okay. to go. Okay. Yeah. But they go so fast. They so. really, <laughs> it's of a night, by. you're fully, yeah. totally committed. <laughs> I don't know. Sister was like, well, maybe it hasn't flown by. <laughs> <laughs> no, it really has. I look back and they yeah, do, it, it really has gone quickly. So that's like good. Bail. I'm really glad. I'm really glad. Um, <laughs> is there anything you're looking forward to the most here or, or is it? Just been yeah. a whatever happens happens. Oof, it's been great. I it's think been, it's been great. We I think it's been very easy the transition, good. and we're looking forward to not just to be the new ones, just yeah. to be part part <laughs> yeah. right. to get to know everyone, to yeah. people be more comfortable with us. We're really looking forward just to be here um, longer. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I know. I think some people they've already said like, oh, so you're gonna be here like more than you know just a visit. Right. So we're we're staying and. And we really hope people can, yeah, get to know us. Yes. And if we're, they just see in the grocery store or out about <laughs> to just say hi or yep. in your, the parishes. Because, yeah, we really do want to get to know everyone. Right. So Yes, these ladies are very approachable, at least from what I have seen. <laughs> so if you see them out, I would absolutely introduce yourself, uh, chat with them. Um, what do you need from the people of the diocese? Lots of prayers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Lots of prayers. Okay. Prayers is Good. always. And, and what you were saying, just to come and... and so we're trying to get to know everyone like by names because that's right. important. So I don't know if we're going to be able to. <laughs> In this we're getting so far, older. Yeah, we're, and, that's a lot to remember. <laughs> but just to people to just to come and say yeah. hello. And if mm-hmm. they need something, just like ask or prayers. Like prayers. we yes. like we say we have a chapel in our house. Mm-hmm. So we write all the intentions that we receive oh, and great. pray and great. pray mm-hmm. for, for um, the people who ask those intentions. And so that's what we would love to do. Okay. Um, yes, and and be part of the families. Yes, um, yes. But it's been really, really a blessed time for good. us. Good, good. Well, yeah. we welcome you here. We're really glad to have you here, and um, I'm looking forward to hopefully doing a few stories here and there for the Bishop's <laughs> Bulletin, and just getting to know you a little bit more and see what you have in store for us. We're very excited. Yeah, thank, thank you. Right. Yes. We'll see what the Lord has in store for us. Yes. Yeah, for <laughs> yes. All right. Well, but thanks for good. being here with us, yeah. ladies. Thank you, yeah, thank you Renee. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Uh, if you haven't found us on social media already, you can find us at Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Instagram, and YouTube at SF Diocese anytime, or come to our website and visit us at sfcatholic.org. That's it for us today. Hope you'll join us again next week for more Catholic views. Thank you.